The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I am uh, so looking forward to, um, I think, the next hour. Is this the next hour? I think we talked about an hour, but yeah, okay, let's say it's three o'clock. It's Friday afternoon. Um, uh, this weekend, we mark International Women's Day. It's a day that's been around for over a hundred years. And in fact, it's been International Women's Week all week. Uh, it's been a week of celebrations, uh, of, of conversations and awareness across the country. It all started back in 1910 by a German activist by the name of Clara Zetkin as a date to honor working women and those who have broken political and social boundaries. We know that we've come a long way. There's still a long way to go. Uh, and I thought we'd have just a, a conversation today about uh, about this and really life. Uh, and joined by three of my favorite Edmonton women. And I'm going, uh, I'll start over here. Amber Niemeyer is the uh, Director of External Relations at the YWCA of Edmonton and has been in that position for, what, 15 years now? Various positions, but that one currently. <laughs> that one currently. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 if, if you're looking at her bio, grew up in Mill Woods. Uh, one of the things that I'm most proud of her <laughs> ever won, but it's true. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, I survived. And you survived, as you said. Uh, one of the things that I was most proud of you, you were chosen to be a Canadian YWCA delegate for the 56th United Nations Commission on the Status of Women. You presented at the United Nations on... Um, um, on on, on uh, the YWCA of Edmonton's position on uh, opposing human trafficking of women and girls for sexual exploitation. You've received the Queen Elizabeth II Diamond Jubilee Medal for your service to Canada. And uh, she loves bourbon, so we became really good friends, <laughs> right? right? Yes, there amazing. we go. Save, save the best statistics. That's for all, and she's also a New Orleans Saints fan, right, so there Saints. you go. Yep. Uh, next up, uh, Miss Sarah Chan, and born and raised in Edmonton, and gives the best hugs of anybody. <laughs> in the city of Edmonton. It's a big if, uh, for a small person. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, you want to know a little bit more about Sarah? You probably already know a lot, but she has a, an MA in Cultural Studies, a BA with a major in English Lit and a minor in Music. Um, she's a busy, busy lady these days. She runs her own business, teaches piano, uh, is mom to two kids, and uh, when she's not doing all of that, she is this massive uh, advocate for our community and for uh, many social issues in this city, and uh, I, I look at the list of the things that she does, and I'm like, wow, Sarah, Sarah Chan joining us, yay, and... Jamie Saleh. Jamie Saleh. Many of you, of course, will know Jamie as an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, go back to that crazy, crazy uh, couple of weeks in Salt Lake City back in 2002 that we were all watching and and cheering and the highs and the lows and everything that came uh, out of that. Um, but uh, not only an Olympic med- medalist, uh, Jamie is uh, is a mom of two. Um, she's, a, she's you know, your, your husband, Craig Simpson, so that keeps you busy, <laughs> to say the least. Yes, he's and high maintenance, very high He's high maintenance. Well, that <laughs> hair kidding. alone, I'm thinking, right? <laughs> um, but your, your new endeavor um, is your motivational life coach. You yes. have taken that on over uh, the past number of years and and again one of the things that I love about Jamie Saleh she is an advocate for people with special needs and you have been for a very very long time yes. long time Jamie Saleh joining us in studio this afternoon as Woo-hoo! well Woo-hoo! 
so thank you, uh, ladies, every single one of you for, for popping in uh, this afternoon on your Friday afternoon. Uh, and I, I thought maybe we could just start with, with this one. I mean, do you think much about International Women's Day? Is this a day for you that, that you mark? Is it a week uh, that you think, okay, I've got to get out there or get involved with things? Or do you just think that overall... You just want things, or things are good, or but maybe you want them to get better. Amber? Well, for the YWCA, this is a big day, week, month. It's also Women's History Month. Yeah. So <clears throat> we pay very close attention to it and the theme of the year. And uh, this year's theme is Each for Equal. Mm -hmm. And sort of try and translate that across uh, the things that we're doing at the YWCA. For us, there are many events happening around the city. There's uh, 20 or 30 different events in the next week or so. And we don't have our own event because what we do is we set some fund funds aside to send out our staff, go out into the community and attend almost every single one of these nice. events to just be there, show up as the YWCA and cheer on all of these other um, uh, events. And some of them are incredibly powerful. We were at the Skirts of Fire Festival yeah. just recently <laughs> and we sponsored the Blue Hour, which is an incredibly remarkable play that I suggest everybody go see before mm. Sunday. Um, and uh, so it's not always just a celebration. Sometimes it's a very serious conversation about not just where we've been, but where we still have to go. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, what do you think about that? Where we've been, where we still have to go? Well, I mean, women's international, like, Women's Day is a great idea. Um, I'm all on board. Like, I'll take a day. <laughs> Every day is our day. But um, to kind of be in the bigger, like, structure and to have it marked and to have, you know, these procedures and events to go to. And um, it actually is does call for... Like, the occasion calls for a bunch of women you otherwise wouldn't meet or cross paths with to come together. So the convening and the celebrating and the advocacy... I'm definitely 100% down with. I guess in an ideal world, um, we wouldn't need a special day, but we do not live in an ideal world, so no. I'm glad to have it. Yeah, and there's, you know, and, and that's interesting because some of those conversations, you know, yeah. you look at the at the pay gap and you look at um, um, equality when it comes, and, and mm -hmm. you know, women's representation in, in different uh, jobs, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, there is still a long way to go. Jamie, what mm -hmm. do you think about? Well, I'm learning so much about this subject because obviously in my sport, this wasn't really a factor. Yeah. Um, at least I'm not aware of it. I, I do know that the U.S. ladies were the most paid champions mm. more than the men, so it was a little bit different for figure skating. So um, being in, in the work that I'm in now, I'm hearing a lot of discussions about women being great business women, like or business leaders, and in, in different um, circles. And I was at the Power of Success yesterday listening to a lot of them talk, and there was a lot of discussion around women being incredible leaders. So that was, I felt that that's moving forward in, in, a, in a positive direction for supporting women. And instead of like you talking about like being paid less, well, women are starting to step up and take bigger jobs and, and bigger leads. And I think that this is, it's a, just a positive step forward. Um, when you decided to, 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 to go on and do yeah. this life coaching and really starting your own business, yes. I mean, was that something that you thought to yourself, holy crap, I'm going to do this? Was it, was it scary? Was it out of... It's not scary for me because I've lived it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I've, I was here to share that with people and help inspire them and, or motivate them to know that there's incredible power inside of them too. And I, I am not different than anybody else. 
you know, I just didn't quit. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I overcame a lot of fears. And so it didn't scare me per se, but um, the next level for me always... I have fear around it because I want to do bigger and greater things and I know that there's going to be some some barriers that I'm going to have to jump over and, and that's okay but I just know that I'm capable if I've done it once I can do it again yeah Sarah what if, you know, when it comes to like breaking barriers and 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 doing your thing and running your business mm-hmm. I mean what is what does that look like over the past number of years well it's been, it's a timely question because I mean I did a career day last week for a bunch of high school students um, girls and boys, young men and young women. And the funny thing is, um, since I'm an artist, oftentimes my work, and I think it's because, and I hate to say this, but like I have a very strong personality. I'm highly educated and incredibly capable. In the broader public world out there, like if I'm next to my husband, I'm simply his wife, even though I don't see myself that way. And, it, you know, it, yes, I'm strong. Yes, I've overcome all sorts of uh, bigotry and racism and diminishing, but it's strange because it's still out there so it's even if you believe in yourself a certain way there is no denying that there is a massive structure out there that is inhospitable Mm -hmm. to um, a lot of women and like there should be a reason why we shouldn't have to fight for our place Mm -hmm. yeah I don't understand why we have to fight for it and um, it's simply just um, more available you notice I didn't mention your husband huh Oh, I really, en- I really appreciate. Okay, that. Yeah, yeah, I just, thanks. I think be, no, because but because I also <laughs> think that that is, I think that's important. I think oftentimes that um, sometimes we can get tagged with um, with our partner. Sarah right? stands on her own. Sarah stands on her own, yeah. and uh, and I mentioned your your husband, and maybe I, I shouldn't have, but you've always stood uh, yep. on, on your own, Amber, and and I know. That is something hugely important to you as well. I have a great story about this. Uh, <laughs> it's great. I get to be the keeper of the YWCA's history for the last 115 years. I'm a bit of a scholar on YWCA Edmonton. And um, part of that, discuss- when we moved into our new space, I thought that it would be a good idea to name our most important rooms after key women mm. uh, as part of the YWCA Edmonton movement. And so we went and decided to call our large boardroom the uh, Bellamy Room. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to name it after Mrs. Thomas Bellamy, who was the founder mm-hmm. of YWCA Edmonton, but we couldn't find her name anywhere. Couldn't find It was really? just Mrs. Thomas Bellamy. <laughs> she has a real name. She is her, and we were like, I was like, mm-mm, yeah. no way am I putting that on that plaque. Go find her name. What was her name? And so finally, go deep into the archives, and that is now the Lorinda Bellamy room. Nice. Because Lorinda. that's what's supposed to happen. Nice. You know what, Jamie, I'm going to go back to this for, for a second with you, because as uh, as a pairs skating yeah. team, I mean, you were always a pair it was name and name mm-hmm. wasn't it um was it hard to well yeah. but you know it's interesting again it's uh it's it's funny to have me in here because i've like i said to you at the beginning i've experienced it on a different mm-hmm. on the different side where the woman was the one that was talked about and i was yes. the one that everyone looked at and it was like david always used to say like we did a program one year called the orchid and he's like she's the flower i'm the stem you know <laughs> yeah. and, and it's, it was kind of like that my whole career in pair skating anyway and it was like the the, the light was sh- was shining mm-hmm. on me and um you know and he was like the just the, the brute strength underneath me which i didn't see it like that um so yeah it's i've always been a team and i've always had that person beside me to cheer me on or at least support me so 
I think that's but, a really good point, though, about working in community and in a team, because I think yeah. a lot of people would interpret International Women's Day as like a segregating or yeah. like mm -hmm. a setting, uh, like, you know, pitting one gender against another gender. And that's absolutely not even close to what's going on. Like when Jamie's talking about her and David skating as a team, I think what we're asking for is we would like to be invited on more teams as well. Yeah. And in addition to people, people regardless of gender, to be champions for each other. That well, and pay me the same. I would, that would be really great. <laughs> you know, yeah. we talk about listening? that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of stats here yeah, if you like I'm, them, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you to just cue me when you get somebody on the text line saying, what about International Men's Day? Why don't we have one of those? Well, go just, ahead, because gonna, I think... We're just going to time it, though, to see well, when I, comes I, in. I, I can tell you, it probably came in about three minutes after we started the conversation. Cool. Someone right. said to me, it's always Women's Week. All right. Yeah, <laughs> so there actually is an International Men's Day so if like if this is, is that important to you that that you get equal celebration there's a day I, do it you guys I will just have to really up. get organized organize <laughs> you, get a web page going it's it is november 19th every year we every would love year. to be on your team we would love we would come on down be on your team cheer you on and all the great work you do amber niemeyer jamie Saleh, sarah chan joining me in studio this afternoon we'll take a break here uh fill up the glasses yeah. with water and uh yeah i know amber uh and back with more right after this amber niemeyer from the YWCA of Edmonton, Sarah Chan, Jamie Saleh joining me in studio this afternoon. And uh, I'm, oh my gosh, I, we should have just been recording that whole thing. Just <laughs> yeah. keep on talking in the break there. Um, and when we talk about, you know, and I don't necessarily think it has to be just in relation to uh, Women's Day because I believe that mentors are a year-round thing. I think that uh, we find them early. We find, if we're lucky enough, we find them early. If we're if we're lucky, we have uh, numerous ones that come in and out of our lives and, and bring certain ones mm -hmm. in. And I'd like you to just kind of maybe share uh you know who would be w one of your mentors and i mean you can do you know you think about maybe your mom or your grandma all that sort of stuff but is there who's that person that really really did it for you, you no know, it's coming to mind right now um when we just were discussing off air about not giving uh you know what about <laughs> the little things yep. that don't matter anymore the person that exemplifies that the most for me is pink ah and yeah. I know that some people might not love her or respect her as an artist. That's fine. It's your opinion. I love her. And she's raw. She's authentic. And she's real. She's living her life and her way. And she's living her life. And she doesn't care mm -hmm. what you think. And so I look at her sometimes. I'm like, oh, I wish. And I went, no, don't wish. I can. I can. So be that. And it, it's like we get caught up in, in our heads about we're worried too much about what people think and about us and what they're going to say and how they're going to react and whatever. And I think the most important thing I do with for myself is just remind myself in the mirror, be you, be genu genuine and authentic to who you are. Okay. And that's all I can do. Well, I think that that turns you over like and me, goes into okay. everything. Yeah, well, exactly. That's your problem, right? But I mean, I think when, when, when you think that way, it turns around. It's great for the individual, but I think also for those around you, whether it's your partner, whether it's your kids, mm -hmm. your, your, your co-workers, whomever it is. What about you, Sarah? Um, you know what's really great? I got to work with three different, very different um, older 
older than me um, men when I was co-chairing United Way for three different years. So Tom Rettle was is CEO of Shandos Construction. Uh, Carmen McNary was then the managing partner at Denton's. And Andre Corbold is a deputy minister with the government of Alberta. Retired and, Brigadier General. And a retired general. A pretty big deal. And these are people who are in charge of their workplaces. They're used to everyone looking to them for direction. They're giving direction. Um, and they're leaders in their fields. And I think the idea was that they would get this like energetic you know young woman which is me and uh, you know I would be the cheerleader and they would kind of like hold down the business but the interesting thing was when you work with people who are um, used to being the best kind of leaders in a team not it wasn't just like hey Sarah let's teach you about how we work we actually became a team and we they are my mentors but I also mentored them awesome. and um, the, the, when you collaborate and you're open-minded and you're there to bring out the best in everyone that's around you, there's just a, like, you cannot lose. Amber. I, I love mentors. I attract mentors to me. You may be my mentor and you don't even know it. Uh, so it's like a, a mass uh, effect. But uh, currently, um, my leadership team the, at the YWCA, uh, we have very different lines of business at the YWCA. And we deal with a w wide range of issues and that requires very different personalities, whether you're operating a massive outdoor education center mm -hmm. uh, that sees thousands of children, whether you are handling some of the most vulnerable populations around domestic violence uh, or serving persons with disabilities and negotiating uh, with the government to ensure they have good care or frank frankly fighting for equality yeah um, all of those humans we work together and, and it's very much what you said resonated with me when it was it it's always about what do, what how do we complement one another and I have learned what to do in some situations sometimes very clearly what do I do <laughs> um, but but also learned what not to do, yeah. right? So there have been times in my life where I sort of get, I like this concept of reverse mentoring, and this is not around our leadership team, but there have been other moments where I observe how someone conducts themselves and make a resolution that that's not me. Mm -hmm. That's not how I would move forward. So I think both of those things uh, give me a sense of what works best for me. One of the things I need to do right now is take a break for the 3.30 News. We'll continue this uh, fabulous Friday chat right after that. Here we go. <laughs> I love that. Constant recalibration. Oh, girls' Story. conversations. These are fun. Story of our lives right now. Okay, Amber Niemeyer from the YWC of Edmonton joining me in studio. Sarah Chan, Jamie Saleh, all in studio as we talk. And we brought them all together because it has been International Women's Week. Uh, uh, this weekend is Inter International uh, Women's Day. So we've been kind of, you know, having a bit of a, an open conversation. And just want to kind of drill down on a, on a couple of things here right now now because uh and, and you know amber this is something that you deal with every day i mean the, you know we talk about ways to go and when you look in in this province in alberta domestic violence rates are um, i think the highest they've ever been mm. um we have um yeah they're the they're the highest that they've ever been and and you, you keep thinking to yourself when's that going to change yeah, and we talked a little bit about this uh, uh, over the break there, and the answer is yes, those numbers are higher than they've been in a long time. And it's up to people like myself and my brilliant team to figure out some of the root causes of that. Um, and, I, and the discussion 
has revolved around uh, economic downturns. Yeah, um, for sure. Are, there's a correlation there. Uh, there's a lot more strife, and financial pressure is one of the highest pressures any family uh, mm-hmm. can go through. But... Uh, so there's that at play, but there's also the fact that we've elevated the conversation mm-hmm. around domestic violence. We talk about it a lot, and that's uh, a wonderful thing Finally. because you've normalized the fact that it isn't normal. Mm-hmm. It's not okay, and it is something that you need to... It's not a private matter. Mm-hmm. And so we have more and more... And, and in speaking with my dear uh, detective, police officer, RCMP friends, and asking them point blank, is this number indicative of just a spike in violence? Or is it a a combination of factors, one of which is more people are coming forward because they feel that that's the right thing to do Mm -hmm. and they feel safe doing so and they feel that there are resources available to them to break that cycle. Mm. And, you know they will all answer anecdotally in their gut that that that, that is a big component of it as well. Uh, the fact that we're making it clear that cult- we culturally do not accept domestic violence as part of daily life. That's a win. Well, and I yeah. wanted to add to that. Slowly getting there. That's like, it's all about education, too. Educating mm-hmm. that you can report. Educating what to look for. Educating what's normal or not normal. If you're a young person, you don't know what's normal. You just know what you know from mm-hmm. your circumstances. And with all of the work, uh, you know, we all do mentoring. And, like, I work with, I teach uh, young children my whole life. And you realize, and that's why I'm so passionate about education, early intervention for kids. Because this isn't just about, uh, you know, you hope that it... Uh, someone's troubles don't become whichever side you are uh, on it a domestic violence situation because that's tragic for both the perpetrator and also the victim it's just tragic for everyone and it's tragic for everyone in that family and the key is not you know uh, such and such a gender is good or such and such a gender is bad or such and such a gender is like a perpetrator and like such a gender is victims everybody like the whole community is a victim when this is not addressed and that's why education and resources for our young people early inter- intervention is just critical well in talking to the kids and talking to them at a, at a young age I mean how old mm-hmm. Jamie, how old, how old are your children now? I, I have a son that's 12 yeah. and a daughter that's mm-hmm. 6. Yeah. And this is really sad to hear this. I'm, 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 my jaws dropped. Um, obviously, there was hope that it was improving um, with all the awareness that we do have out there. But, wow, it makes me very sad. But I also look forward to the work that you're doing, Amber, and your team's doing to improve and help these women or these families feel that there is, and it, and it isn't normal. But I think that what, you're probably seeing too is it's generational yeah and um i know personally for myself um you know i grew up with um certain things that uh were normal well and nothing nothing horrible i didn't grow up with any of that kind of stuff but um yeah just things that affect me today as a as an adult and a parent and i've realized that that isn't that wasn't healthy Mm -hmm. and so now it's up to me to break that and really work on that right and healthy boundaries boundaries. we've been talking about that about setting the boundaries that are good for you as a as a human being we've been this year uh, a lot uh, as well uh, a spotlight being shone a little bit stronger on 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 human trafficking and i think that Mm. i think that there is uh, there's a lot of folks out there that don't believe that this is an issue mm. and don't believe that it's an issue here in Alberta or in Edmonton and that's wrong. I agree. I would say that there a lot of people would think that this is something that wouldn't happen uh, in our city <clears throat> but uh, it absolutely does and, and I think that this is a 
good example of an emerging issue. So I will equate human trafficking to domestic violence 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, 15 years ago, you didn't talk about domestic violence. It wasn't in your business. There was a family matter behind closed doors. Uh, little data being collected around it. Uh, human trafficking today, a lot of people are educating themselves about what it actually is. A lot of people don't quite understand the definition of human trafficking. Uh, And there's a a bit of a complexity there around human trafficking for the purposes of sexual exploitation. Mm -hmm. Because there's a couple different types of ways you can traffic people for labor, for sex, or for organs. Mm -hmm. Uh, We focus here in Edmonton on labor trafficking and uh, trafficking for sex, which is uh, my area of expertise. Uh, And it absolutely does happen in this town. And it's um, it's pervasive, and unfortunately, because there's so little education in the greater community about what to look for, what contributes to it, um, what you can do, I get people ask that question, like, what can we do? When they hear that this is a thing in our yeah. town, I remember when I first heard it six years ago, I walked into my CEO, Jackie Ford's <laughs> office. She will call in and corrob- corroborate this, like, pushed in her door and I'm like not in my city not in my town does this happen you're 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 out of your mind that this is a thing uh what is it going to take whatever it takes we need to we need to stop this Sarah what is on 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 your brain when it comes to what would make um world better for for women um I, I know you mentioned child care i think child care was a big one for you child care was a big one for me uh women's health is a big one for me um and i was actually thinking about what jamie was saying about uh DV, domestic violence being a like kind of partly generational and i'm thinking about trafficking too and you put all these things together and the one thing that um crosses crosses generations um, is shame and trauma mm-hmm. trauma and shame and it doesn't everybody has a different version of it and I think it, you can look at your grandparents or your great-grandparents or your parents or even see it in your own children and yourself in your partner in your friends and there is just so much um, that is like all of these issues stem I think like from shame and trauma mm-hmm. and if that's not processed you know in the correct way then um, those things can become it's not shameful to have shame but it can really turn into a monster and and that's those equal vulnerability and and it is those who are vulnerable who are not a person there's no stereotype of who's vulnerable it is your trauma and your shame and your circumstances Mm -hmm. create vulnerabilities and so when we have days like this where we turn to women and we lift them up and we work to empower them and we give them the tools and we tell them that it's not shameful we remove those vulnerabilities i we offer a program called girl space these girls walk in and they're at risk and we to educate, we mentor, we give good information, we connect them with the community, and we watch those vulnerabilities disappear. Mm. And it is remarkable. It works. It's it's one of the best ways you can look at breaking a, re- a horribly ingrained cycle around any kind of violence, sexual violence, human trafficking, domestic well, violence, healthy I, relationships. I think these like complex structures that are very difficult for people are actually like birthed from shame. Yeah. You know, so it's like even like, you know, not being able to see that uh, childcare is um, important or, you know, like seeing a, a woman who is, I don't know, in your opinion, doing or not doing what you think she should mm-hmm. be doing or what she deserves or doesn't deserve. I think even that thinking to even be able to go there in the first place has to come from a place of like fear, very 
early on fear and shame. <laughs> fear and based. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Jamie, as 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 Sarah and Amber are talking, you're looking mm-hmm. at me. You're just yeah, like, wow. Just like, well, because of what you were doing, Amber, for our community, and Sarah, both of you. And even having this discussion, thank you everybody for doing this because it's powerful. And um, I love hearing the stories of these girls coming in and being empowered by what you're sharing with them and you're mentoring them on. And and that gives me hope and faith that we're going to make even a a greater difference in our our city. But um, it's just so sad. Like I can't even believe, I think of my own children. And um, of course, we talk about the trauma and I've actually done trauma treatment because I said like going back to even my childhood, it wasn't a terrible childhood at all. But and everybody's trauma is different. Yeah. Yep. Some people or they hide it under rugs and they don't want to talk about it, Sarah, because of the shame or whatever they're feeling. And that's fear based. And we have nothing to be afraid of. Um, we, it's not we, our history isn't who we are today and who we can become. And so I have no shame in talking about my trauma and my trauma isn't anyone else's trauma here or anyone else in the city's trauma but I took responsibility and accountability for my own stuff and thought well it's affecting me as a mom today and a Mm -hmm. wife and I want to deal with this and so it's it's powerful so thank you for doing the work you're doing Uh, before we run out of time I need to take a break here when we come back I know that was that got pretty deep on a a couple pretty heavy but very important (laughs) issues very important issues Um, what are we celebrating what are we celebrating let's talk about that after this Before we run out of time, <laughs> just want a huge thank you to Amber Niemeyer, uh, Sarah Chan, Jamie Salé joining me for the uh, last hour of conversation. And, and to wrap it up, because we, you know, we touched on some, some heavy things there, but wanted to, to know, what are you celebrating right now? What are you excited about when it comes to being a woman? Jamie. I love what you said. So you say it because it was said <laughs> perfectly. I don't know. Can I say that word on the air? Yeah, sure. All right. All right. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I, so it I wasn't the it. F word. No. Okay. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Thanks for checking. Uh, we say a lot of things off air. Uh, I was saying that I love that we are here today because uh, badass women were the minority, the small voice that never quit, that were relentless and gathered support and grew. And now we, we're here today. We're empowered. The, the YWCA... When we were founded in Edmonton, women couldn't vote. Yeah, we had a had a, a male shadow board because we were not capable of governing <laughs> ourselves. And here we are, you know, yeah. changing the world, empowering women, looking to give them economic opportunities, uh, and the cycle of violence in their lives, and helping build a good city that values women. Edmonton is loves women. There's so many initiatives around um, women entrepreneurs, the yes. Alberta, uh, Alberta Women Entrepreneurs, um, Parity Yeg, the Institute for the Advancement of Wave. Aboriginal Women, WAVE, the Women's Initiative. Um, it's incredible. And, you know, moving on to do things like that Safe Cities Yeg, yeah, yeah. to be one of the, the second city to, in, to join the UN Women's Safe City and Safe Public Spaces Global Initiative to make urban public spaces safe and empowering for women and girls. Like we, this town walks its talk when it comes to empowering women. Uh, the three of you, um, again, the reason why I invited the three of you in here is because uh, the three of you inspire me every day or you have in some way over the years. I have I have loved watching you all grow in your roles and as human beings and uh, I am proud to call all of you friends. Uh, thank you for your leadership in this community. Thank you for being 
badass women who are not willing to give up, who are willing to continue to move forward and to continue to make change. Sarah? Oh, well, women are creators, and uh, we always have been, and we've always been here, and whatever happens, we're not going anywhere. So I'm really excited to celebrate um, the future. Jamie? I feel the same way. I, I echo all their comments, and I... I'm really proud to be a part of this time and thank you so much for having all of us on here. And and by the way, I'm really proud of you as well. You've oh. you've done some really incredible things too. So thank you for the thank compliments you. to all of us, but also back at you. Thank you kindly. Here, here. Thank you kindly. Uh, let's do this again sometime, okay? Yes, okay. Yay. All right, all right. Uh, Jamie, Sarah, Amber, thank you so much. We'll take a break here for the 4 o'clock news. I want to let you know that that media conference with the uh, Chief Medical Officer of Health with Alberta has been delayed till 4.15. We'll take it, to you, uh, take it live when it starts.